If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is laws, goodwill, and justice. But before we explore our topic, let me give some credit to Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, and the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey. She wrote 24 volumes of literature, and the following thought, by the way, is also uh, from the works of Alice Bailey. Uh, Laws, Goodwill, and Justice, by the way, um, this show is really influenced by the World Goodwill Newsletter. Think of law as a lens through which the light of the will to good may pass. This is an unusual view of law. Uh, can you give us more information on the perspective of the World Goodwill Newsletter? Yes. Um, World Goodwill has been in existence since, I think, 1932. And the newsletter, which is published uh, four times a year, tries to give a perspective on current world trends and affairs and problems from the perspective of the goodwill that is needed to... Um, resolve world problems and the goodwill that is already expressing through the many human hearts and minds uh, that are already responsive to this spiritual energy. Goodwill is a, a really, truly spiritual energy. It's a powerful force. It's creative. It's contagious. It uh, can work miracles in the most intransigent circumstances. And the newsletter tries to mobilize that power within human beings by uh, showing its its role in, in world affairs. For example, in this particular newsletter, which has just come out, it uh, focuses on goodwill in respect to our system of justice and our laws, not only in the United States, but worldwide. 
And it's it's good to remind ourselves that the the, the will to good in this quote it says um, the is the lens through which the light of the will to good may pass, and the will to good is the the light really of the will of God, which works always for the benefit and the good of the whole, and uh, in the respect or lack of respect for law by human beings really indicates how closely in sync we are with that greater will and the, and the values espoused by the will of God. I don't know if people normally think of law and legislation as an expression of uh, divine will, but it can be, and I think gradually it is becoming that. When you look at the world, so many of the questions we're wrestling with today concern law and um, legislation both within our nation and internationally. The recent um, focus on the rights of children, legislation for children, has been a focus uh, within the United Nations. Um, The focus on uh, human rights, on the world court in The Hague, Uh, these are big questions that are still in the process of being worked out. And um, I think they represent a really spiritual shift in human consciousness from the singular to the uh, group consciousness, from the concern with the interests of an individual or of an individual nation, the shift is going toward responsibilities to one's group and one's nation and beyond that to the world community. And as I said, the respect for law is an indication of... um, uh, of the spiritual nature of a society. I think in just how in, in touch the, the leading exponents of the society are in touch with their own spiritual nature and how much respect we have for law because law kind of holds the nation together. And any nation or a community or a, a village even is a... Um, a respect for law that binds the group together. Which is interesting because this newsletter mentions that the root origin of the word justice can be traced back to the Sanskrit word you, which means to bind together. Mm-hmm. It's the same root that we see in the word yoga, which means uh, to unite or to bind together. Justice and yoga have the same root word. It also reminds me that religion uh, is from the Latin religare, which means to bind back, to bind back the individual to his divine origin. I think in that there's the suggestion that justice is really a divine principle. And for a society to be wrestling with the question of justice, has to do with a really spiritual urge that human beings have to uh, master. And the spiritual urge comes from deep within because uh, it's it's the whole all, everything on earth depends upon law, usually a spiritual law of some kind that uh, holds everything in in place. I mean, the earth spins on its axis according to law, and uh, it. Um, so all of nature is governed by laws of some kind that we can't see, or some we can identify with, and uh, 
So it's, it's this, I think, inherent spiritual instinct that uh, causes us to uh, respect the, and uh, to make so many laws. Well, yes, some people would say um, the American society, for one, has way too many laws. Um, there was an interesting book written uh, a few years ago uh, about the crazy um, extent to which laws can interfere with every aspect of daily life. I think laws, in a sense, are the uh, attempted codification of the values of a whole community, the attempt to identify the values of a particular community and to set them down as principles that should govern the behavior of everybody. And when you think about it, in a society as mixed as American society and many other nations as well are becoming increasingly mixed through immigration and uh, the mixing of cultures, it becomes a real challenge to identify and establish laws that are fair, universal, respect differences of tradition and custom and uh, religion and so on, but that still serve to provide a kind of a scaffolding that unites the whole uh, community. It's not easy. No, it isn't easy, and especially, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, in this society and many other societies of the world, uh, the intent behind many of the laws is, is rather selfish and greedy. And many laws are made for special interest groups so that they may benefit usually at the expense of some other person or a group of people. And uh, <clears throat> that's um, a, um, a deterioration in this respect for law, I think. Because uh, when selfishness rules, then you'll find a lot of unjust laws cropping up and... Uh, these are laws that benefit you know, the special interest group and at the expense, and they do harm to other people. And that's, not, uh, that's a, a misuse of law. Well, special interests, aren't those really a reflection of individual self-interest, but on a, a group mm -hmm. scale? Because that represents the expression or the demand of a, a small group within the larger whole wanting to assert its particular interests uh, above and at the expense of the larger group. So the the force of special interest is not really um, group consciousness, but self-consciousness, self-interest on a mm. slightly larger yeah, scale. It's a selfish group, Yeah, the, and that can be uh, just worse, really, than a selfish individual. Yeah. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today is... Laws, Goodwill, and Justice. And by the way, Sarah and Dale are being very generous to you today. You can get a uh, free newsletter. Um, that newsletter is World Goodwill, Goodwill Newsletter. All you have to do is call us and ask for the World Goodwill Newsletter, number 2, 2004. Uh, once again, the title of which is Laws, Goodwill, and Justice. And you have to call us on our toll-free number in order to get the newsletter. Uh, call us at one 866 N Y Lucis. Uh, that's an easy way to remember it. Just think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. Um, uh, the number for those people who would prefer that. The number is one eight six 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 nine five 
1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. And you'll be able to explore the topic of this show a little bit further in greater depth. It's a very well-written newsletter, and uh, uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, what you have to do um, is... Um, uh, or you could also uh, write for the copy um, if you'd like to write for the copy of the Goodwill uh, of the Goodwill newsletter. Write to World Goodwill, 120 Wall Street, uh, 24th floor, New York, New York, 10005. That's World Goodwill, 120 Wall Street, 24th floor, New York, New York, 10005. Um, or you can visit our website, www. World Goodwill, it's one word, worldgoodwill.org, www.worldgoodwill.org. And also, uh, please remember that all the work of the Lucis Trust, including this radio program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. We're not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for the program. We depend on donations, large and small of individuals, so please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. Once again, for that uh, free newsletter or uh, uh, for donations or, or any uh, cassettes or books that you might want, give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. Uh, that's 1-866-695-8247, or the easy way, one 866 NY Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L O U C I S. Sarah, I'm sure we have a lot more to say about uh, uh, that, or Dale may also. And uh, let's continue with our topic, which is the news. The topic of the newsletter: Laws, Goodwill, and Justice. What more can we say about that? Well, I was thinking as um, you were describing the newsletter that we should explain World Goodwill's relationship to the Lucis Trust. It's what we call a service activity of the Lucis Trust. Uh, recently, we did a program on um, the Lucis Trust and discussed its many different activities, the correspondence school, the meditation activity, triangles, the publication of the books of Alice Bailey, and World Goodwill is our um, outreach arm, you could say, our aspect of our work that is oriented toward world affairs. And... Um, you could say, toward world citizenship. So the newsletter focuses on world problems, and um, I think it ties in well with recent themes that we've been talking about on this program. We've been focusing on conflict recently, and certainly in the area of laws and legislation and justice, there's a lot of conflict. Conflict, as our listeners know, can be deeply spiritual because in the working out of conflicts, you can find a new and higher, finer balance of energies and forces. And certainly in the, in the area of law, what we strive for is a balance of individual rights and freedoms versus the requirements of the society. And I don't think most societies have it quite right yet, but we're making a lot of progress. Human rights, individual rights, are vitally important. But if we don't have in mind also the rights and expectations of the larger society, then the individual can become kind of a, 
a tyrant and we have antisocial behavior and selfishness and greed, those lie behind a lot of criminality. And unfortunately, there's a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of that unselfishness and greed coming out in well, for example, in the prison scene in in Iraq. Abu uh, Ghraib. Yeah, oh. and all of that, oh. and it's it's all of what prison life should not be, mm-hmm. and what uh, those, at least in this country and also in Great Britain, are trying to bring about in in terms of reforms in. Uh, treatment of prisoners and in fact in this newsletter that we're giving out today there is a long article about the treatment of prisoners and mm-hmm. what we can do about to reform the the way we handle prisoners. It's a very thoughtful article with an emphasis on a British um, uh, expert Baroness Vivian Stern who is a se- senior research fellow at the International Centre for Prison Studies at King's College in London. Yes, and she makes an interesting, poses an interesting question. She says, can the prison become a different place, a place where the deprivation and the cruelty is minimized and where prisoners are held securely but seen as citizens and allowed to express their altruism and their humanity? Mm-hmm. Well, their humanity. Uh, that's right. I mean, because all prisoners do have a... a spiritual side, even though it may be deeply buried in a lot of them, especially the more cruel uh, ones, but um, there is a chance there for redemption, I think, Mm -hmm. in a lot of prisoners, and that's what has to be explored more and more, I think. Well, the the whole question of how to deal with prisoners and with crime is, uh, do we eliminate the criminal? Uh, that's where people who favor the death penalty uh, come down, I think, uh, in favor of eliminating them. Or do we just try to contain the bad people by locking them up and keeping them behind bars and not worrying about their evolution, but just keeping them away from the rest of us good people? Or do we redeem them? Uh, A penitentiary and a reformatory are two names for roughly the same structure, the penitentiary, I think the very origin of that word means we put the criminal there to make him sorry, regret his wrongs, and change his ways. A reformatory tries to change the person in a lasting way. Um, I always remember a comment by that well-known Los Angeles defense attorney, Lynn Abraham, I think is her name. She was the attorney for that notorious case of the Melendez brothers or the Menendez brothers who murdered their parents. And I remember somebody interviewing her asked her why, as a defense attorney, she took the cases of such horrible people. And she said because she had always believed that people are better than their worst acts. And I thought she really touched on something that applies to all of us. We all hope and, I think, believe we're better than our worst acts. And that seems to imply that almost everyone is salvageable. Everyone is the soul at some stage of working out. And prisoners also have a future. If we believe in reincarnation, if we believe there's more than just this life, we've got to figure out a way 
to help them redeem themselves or they're going to come back and be a bother to the rest of us again. That's an interesting point about reincarnation and um, living out one's uh, life in prison. Um, You're right, I think, because unless there is some redemption that starts to take place in prison, then uh, this thought form that, that the prisoner is surrounded by will just go with him or her into his next life. And uh, nothing will be changed unless some redemption is started, in, unless it can be started in prison. And there are many groups around, spiritual groups. That we, we are, we have, in fact, we have seen a list of them that are doing just this. They're religious groups, they're Buddhist groups, they're Hindu groups, they're Christian groups, and uh, all over the country that are trying to work with prisoners mm-hmm. to... Uh, bring out this uh, spiritual counterpart that they know lies within them. And it's quite impressive, actually, to see how many of these uh, different groups are are working with prisoners. If people are interested in learning more about such groups, uh, if they have access to the Internet, they can find a list, an overview of the groups that work with prisoners and their spiritual needs at www.naljor.com. Naljor is spelled N-A-L-J-O-R.com. And uh, they'll be really um, impressed and encouraged, I think, by the variety of groups. And perhaps people would want to join their forces with such groups. It may appeal to some. Another interesting aspect about Prisoners is the increasing interest, I think, in what we call white-collar crime or corporate crime. The recent, uh, the, well, the accounting scandal of Arthur Anderson, the um, Enron, Enron, Martha Stewart. Yeah. Uh, there are so many um, high-level um, crimes being uh, investigated and dealt with with real. Uh, a commitment to justice and not just whitewashing it. No, I, and that's the signs of the times when the energies are, everything is coming to light, all the corruption is coming up to the surface, as it says, and uh, that's all part of the, uh, you know, the corporate scandals coming out and the the uh, scandals at, um, in Iraq and the Iraqi prisons. And it's just more of the, potent energies, indications of the potent energies period that we're going through, which brings all of this uh, stuff up to the surface into the light of day where it can be dealt with. What I think is so interesting about law in the spiritual sense is that it has to do with finding the, the right relationship of the part to the whole, of the individual to the larger society. It's all about that very uh, delicate tension between the part and the whole, the incorporating of the individual into the larger society. This starts from babyhood on, doesn't it? Raising a child to um, have a sense of himself that is confident and um, um, with a, a healthy state of identity, but at the same time to help that person become... Um, a, a useful member of the larger community. 
and um, law is the attempt to establish the principles and rules that will make this possible. It can come down to very small things. Recently in New York City, there's been all this focus on smoking, and the mayor, who is a reformed smoker, has succeeded in getting legislation passed that I think it bans smoking in every public sphere, just about. Do you know? I'm not sure. Just about, you know. They're even thinking of banning it when people smoke outside. That would be quite <laughs> a... I don't think that's, it doesn't sound like there's much freedom in that. That sounds like a real restriction. So you couldn't even um, smoke outside your building like those poor people that are out there in the freezing cold in winter? Well, the question is, is that too much law? Is that an excess? I don't know, but it's an attempt to reconcile the freedom of the individual, the right to smoke, with its effect on the larger group, which uh, suffers from secondhand smoke. I don't know what the right answer is or what the right uh, um, situations uh, should be that law would establish, but I think the question's interesting, and there are a number of issues like that. Well, the same issue is spreading to other other countries uh, it's mm -hmm. spreading to England mm -hmm. they're going through that same question about smoking in public places and the pubs and the bars and mm -hmm. it isn't going down very well but um, uh, there's there's an outcry there too and uh, the same in Europe they're, they're beginning to question uh, uh, the the harmful effects of this uh, this smoking on other people I suppose that uh, the thing to understand about law in the spiritual sense is that it cannot and should not be any kind of a form of, in, of tyranny or coercion, but should be something that evokes the, the intuitive consent of the people. We look at Iraq now where they have been under the tyranny of a dictator for decades, and now that that dictator is gone, the society is collapsing into a kind of a vigilante um, structure where people take justice into their own hands and yet a kind of anarchy prevails. So I suppose it's pointing out that a society that functions with law and justice in a truly enlightened way has to have years of experience to develop its, uh, its approach to law and Iraq needs time and help to clear away the old uh, effects of tyranny. And it goes right back to the <clears throat> ancient um, biblical text, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I think uh, there is that's a spiritual law that is uh, related to karma. And um, so it's, it's a very ancient... Uh, instinct within human human nature to uh, have to uh, pay some kind of retribution for a you know, penalty for going against the law. I think the most of the people who are in prison who are in fact guilty of crimes understand that very well and know that they are behind bars uh, because they deserve to be. But uh, it also implies that this spiritual law that works in through karma does not express itself with hatred or with any kind of malice or vindictiveness. Mm. It's simply the working of the law, uh, the spiritual law, divine law, 
And if we could figure out a, a legal system that would be devoid of, of malice and, and unnecessary punitiveness, if that's a word, we'd be taking a step forward. Our entire show today was based on a thesis written in our World Goodwill newsletter, the uh, title of which is Laws, Goodwill, and Justice. Just ask for the World Goodwill newsletter, number two, 2004. Give us a call to get that newsletter, totally for free, of course, so 1-866-695-8247. Or the easy way to remember it, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Or you can write to us, write to World Goodwill, 120 Wall Street, 24th floor, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.